Hey guys, welcome back to Handling It. I'm your host, Catherine, and as you know, I thought I had my life all figured out, and then I realized I actually didn't, but I'm handling it, and one of the best ways I've learned how to do that is to talk with others about how they're handling their own lives. Did anyone else grow up flipping through magazines? Because I did. Magazines are actually one of the main reasons why I wanted to study journalism in the first place, and they're definitely one of the reasons why I love to sit down and converse and interview individuals. And today's guest is someone I am so thrilled to have on and chat with. Esther Lee Leach is the editor-in-chief of Cherry Creek Fashion Magazine, a digital publication that focuses on highlighting the stories of residents of Cherry Creek, Denver, Colorado. Esther has such an incredible story of how she decided she wanted to launch the magazine. When I first learned about Cherry Creek Fashion and the wonderful individuals the publication highlights, I couldn't wait for you all to learn about Esther and hear her story. So you know what to do, turn up the volume, get comfortable, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, well, the journalism major in me is so excited to kick off this conversation. Esther Lee Leach, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. I'm so excited to have this conversation. I feel like it's been a long time coming now, but I'm so happy to have you on and share your story because I think you have a very interesting one. Thanks so much for having me, and I love other journalism people as well. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) navigate towards them. It's a squad for sure. (laughs) Well, Esther, so you are the editor-in-chief of Cherry Creek Fashion Magazine. Um, There's so much that I want to know about your career and the magazine that you've created, but I guess let's just start with your background. So I believe from the last time we spoke, you said you were from the Caribbean, correct? I am. So I'm a complete island girl from an island called St. Lucia in the Eastern Caribbean. Um, I grew up there. I left when I was 27, so born and bred there. Mm -hmm. And I've always been interested and involved in the media in every form. When I was a teenager, I started a TV production company with my sister. I did radio, newspapers, magazines, blogging in the beginning. (laughs) That was like the late 90s. I'm very old. I've kind of done like all forms of media and just always been interested in creating content. Awesome. And you also, you've sort of lived all over as well. Um, I believe you lived in San Francisco. Uh, We talked about your experiences living in London and New York. Um, How did that impact your interest in media, your interest in fashion? So in the Caribbean, I worked for a magazine called She Caribbean for a long time. I was a senior fashion editor. I wrote a lot in style photo shoots. And at a certain point, I felt that I wanted to grow more. So I decided to pack my bags and look for the best fashion college in London, which was the London College of Fashion, University of the Arts, like a lot of editors go there. And I moved to London to study. And I got my master's degree in fashion journalism there. And then at the end, I met my now husband, who's British, and he had to move to New York for work for about three months. So he said, well, let's go. (laughs) So initially it was supposed to be for three months. That was over 10 years ago. So after New York, we moved to San Francisco for a while, where I did a lot of blogging. There's a really good blogging community in San Francisco. 
And then we moved to Denver, which is now home. That's almost six years ago. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I feel like it's always so interesting to hear everybody's stories and where all they live and how that impacts their careers and I guess family life as well. So yeah, for anybody who doesn't know then, Cherry Creek is in Colorado. Um, You created this digital brand, this fashion magazine. What would you say, I guess, was the light bulb that went off and made you think, okay, you know what? I'm going to create a magazine. (laughs) So the thing is that that's my love. I remember being like nine years old and cutting out photos and creating my own magazines and books. (laughs) So (laughs) it's been in my cards for a very long time to do that. And I have the background working for the other magazines. And I moved here. I took a couple of years off to have my son, who's now almost five. And when I was ready to get back to work, it's about two and a half years ago, I knew that I wanted to do my own business just have my own brand. And I looked around the market to see what was missing. And there were lots of really good lifestyle magazines. We have really good publishing um, houses here in Denver, but there was no sort of like fashion focused magazine. And I wanted to base it in my community because Cherry Creek is, we we love to call it the Beverly Hills (laughs) of the Rockies. It has a very good brand. It's all about luxury and community and style so I thought starting the brand here would be a very smart move and then growing it out to other communities, which is what I'm doing right now. And it's just such a dynamic area and there is so much content. And I really wanted the magazine to be inclusive and have a look behind the scenes at the boutiques and the stores and meet all like the founders and the entrepreneurs and all the people behind the brands instead of having only models in the magazine. Well, I think when you and I last spoke, I had told you that I have yet to really explore the West <laughs> and I've been wanting to get out to Colorado and, you know, hearing uh, your experiences in Cherry Creek and seeing the stories that you highlight and the individuals you highlight with yes. your magazine, um, it makes me really want to go check it out and uh, see what all the hype is about. <laughs> I moved there you know I live in New York live in San Francisco you don't really think about what's going on in the middle of the country and Denver and Colorado is this incredible stylish community-led place and it's a surprise moving here because you think oh my gosh there's no fashion here you'll find cowboys cowboy boots but there are so many like edgy stylish people living here and it's one of the best cities for entrepreneurs as well Like it blows my mind how many, especially female founders are based in Denver and Colorado. It's such a good community here. That's amazing. Yes, we love female founders. And yeah, yeah, like I said, it must make it so great to have all that access to such fun and interesting content for your brand. Exactly, exactly. Because it's a people always ask me, how do you come up with stories? And I, I simply look around me because there are so many great companies and brands being built in Denver, so many interesting people. So I do have an endless stream of content to cover. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's the really great thing about the pandemic is that if there are great things about the pandemic... Um, it's that it's really opened my eyes to small businesses, restaurants, and stories in general. I I guess, you know, people, there's so many different businesses and and founders and entrepreneurs out there 
that are just really killing it and, you know, doing amazing things. And it's opened my eyes to all those little stories that we don't really hear about in the everyday. Exactly. That's the thing. And, and being online and having that opportunity is so, I don't want to say it's so good during this time because we have so many people suffering, but it does make your business be able to pivot really, really easily. Like when things shut down in Colorado, I think it was in March, end of March, April, you know, I was planning a travel issue. <laughs> we had a travel issue plan. We were going to the Caribbean, to Antigua, to shoot, to have a beautiful issue. And of course, everything was shut down. So we couldn't travel anymore. Right. So I quickly decided to make my April issue a community issue and sort of rerun stories of small businesses in the community and in Denver. And that was really well received because people wanted to find out how can we help the small businesses that now have to close down? Can we shop online? Can we, you know, buy gift cards? So that was really easy to pivot when it's the digital publication. If we're in print, I mean, that would be it. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what I would do then. But <laughs> for smaller brands, it's so good that we can reach the consumer, reach the reader directly, you know, through their phones, through their tablets, through their computers. It really makes business a little bit easier during this time. Sure. Well, you brought up print work. And I definitely wanted to bring that up and have a little conversation about that. Yes. So with magazines, it's very interesting, um, I guess, the direction that media in general is going, going in, given that we live in this digital age. Um, mm -hmm. I'm someone who grew up all the time in, you know, my childhood reading Teen Vogue and Seventeen yes. <laughs> and, you know, Glamour and all those amazing, amazing magazines. And today it's, you know, I still have some subscriptions, but yeah. it's very hard to find people um, who, you know, read everything in, in print, um, in a physical copy. And so much is online, um, especially just news in general. Um, I find myself getting, I mean, as, as probably everybody does, getting your news from online or via the TV. Um, yes. And it, it's really changed the game in, in so many ways. So what I think is very interesting though, um, because you do have uh, today, you have so many magazines that are moving solely to digital and transitioning and just completely uh, rerouting, I guess, the way they operated before. But you started as a digital company. So I yeah. Did. Mm -hmm. So do you feel that I mean, I guess, you know, media is always changing. There's always going to be adjustment. Um, but do you feel you sort of have a leg up in some ways? I guess, like you were saying before with the pandemic, um, how has that maybe been a benefit to you? Um, I mean, for sure. Like, I still get my Vogue. I still get my Vanity Fair. <laughs> I still love the smell of the fresh printed pages. <laughs> but for my business, online really, really works. And, and that's where the future is. That's where we are now. We are going the future of publishing is online. It's also like vertical. So a lot of people always ask me, why don't you do like a flip magazine and like the issue sort of thing? Mm -hmm. And the trends show that customers no longer want to flip pages online or zoom in or pinch. They just want to scroll up and scroll down, scroll to the side, and they want to make it easy for them. So that's why I settled on a vertical way of digital publishing. And it's all about access. So for example, 80% of my readers read on their mobile phones. Mm -hmm. So the magazine is 
constantly available to them whenever they want. You don't have to carry on a print issue. And also print issues, it normally ends up in the bin, hopefully in the recycle bin. (laughs) But I'm saving some trees as well. Keep it online. The access is wonderful. And I find that my readers now are all over the world, which is surprising to me, even though I'm doing very community-based local content. Our readers are now in Texas, California, New York, South Korea, Japan, China, Australia. Mm-hmm. So because it's online, we have access to readers all over the world who are interested in inspiring stories and fashion stories. And it just makes brand building so much easier. And we can just come up with like anything right. <laughs> and do it like tomorrow, which is really, really good with an online brand. So we add video content in there, shoppable content as well for local designers to encourage buying local and it just makes everything easier and more dynamic and more exciting because Mm -hmm. you're not tied down to a publishing sort of like a print schedule we do have like a standard first of the month a new issue comes out but we can change everything really easily last minute if we need to great well I think that's the really interesting thing is that if you look at even honestly even just 25 years ago to have something like a publication go international, that really wouldn't <laughs> really wouldn't happen unless you were a, a huge magazine like Vogue or, or something like that. Um, but like you said, it, it's absolutely amazing how websites, social media, and word of mouth can really help something travel far, um, especially internationally with a brand. Exactly, because if you look at all of the the youngish brands now, like Telfar and all these brands building online, they're doing it in their own way and in a different way, not under a huge fashion house because they have direct access to consumers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no longer that you have to be in like, well, RIP Barneys <laughs> or Neiman Marcus or Nordstrom you can reach the consumers directly through social media and through your website. So it makes the brand building that much easier. It's more interesting. It's more dynamic. And and entrepreneurs can really do it in their own way. So we don't really have to follow the traditional fashion system, which a lot of the time used to not welcome people who look like me. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of African-American designers now are just building their brands online and finding success there instead of having to, you know, try beg for the door to be opened mm-hmm. in a traditional system. Right. Create your own rule book, if you will. Exactly. It's great. Yeah. Well, and then I feel like so many times the conversations that I have somehow steer back to social media because it really is just such an important thing in, you know, the current era, 2020. Um how has social media impacted, I guess, consumption of the articles, the posts you're putting out? Um, because to me, it's like you said, too, I think you mentioned 80% of your readership, they read online on their mobile phone. And it's so crazy that, I mean, you could go on Instagram and swipe up and just immediately start reading something go on Twitter, see a headline, click it, you're reading it. It's absolutely wild. 
Exactly. It's just given, given me more access to my readers and the type of people they are, what they're interested in. And it's good to have like a back and forth conversation with them. And what I do, especially with Instagram, is give like a behind the scenes look at building the magazine. You know, mm -hmm. it's hard work. We go all over the place. And I want people to see what goes in to the final product. So for every issue, there's always behind the scenes photos and video saying what's coming up. And it creates this sort of anticipation and excitement for the new issue coming out in the next month. And it just gives us access to our readers, which is amazing. We have a lot of our readership coming through Facebook and Instagram, which is just invaluable to the brand. Mm -hmm. Well, regarding the brand specifically, so, you know, as we mentioned, it's a fashion magazine and you highlight a ton of local talent and amazing entrepreneurs and artists in the Cherry Creek area. How would you best describe your brand and I guess your mission and what you try to do with each issue? So the brand is all about approachable luxury. I'm not into being snobby or exclusive. <laughs> I want everybody to feel comfortable reading the brand, seeing themselves in the magazine from all different backgrounds and taking something from it. So the whole mission is to tell inspiring stories through the lens of fashion. It is a fashion magazine, but fashion is sort of like the background noise. Everybody looks nice and stylish and we style nice shoots. But the whole point of it is like learning about people from different backgrounds, about how do they build their business, like what keeps you inspired. And hopefully our readers can get something from that for their own lives, because I don't know about you, but reading other people's stories, it helps me, it keeps me motivated to continue building my brand. So that's what the brand is all about. It's like approachable luxury, inspiring stories and fashionable spreads. That's amazing. And, you know, you brought up inclusivity and I think that is so important, especially with the fashion industry. Yes. Um, because for, for so many reasons, but I feel like fashion specifically um, has just been a handful of girls that all look the same and now it's getting better. You know, we are making progress. There's still a lot to be done, but, um, for years, the fashion industry, just with body inclusivity, um, yes. they've always, uh, the fashion industry in general has always portrayed women as these size two, like five, 10, like goddesses. Yeah. Um, when, you know, not every woman in America is like, looks that way. Exactly. And I remember like the eighties, I think early nineties, you're probably too young. <laughs> the fashion models did look like women. Do you know what I mean? They were right. like 16 year old girls like Claudia Schiffer and sure. Naomi Campbell. It was, they still needed like bigger sized women to include everybody, but they looked like women. It wasn't like stick thin figures. Mm -hmm. And in terms of like including people of color, I mean, there's a long history in the oh, fashion yes. industry of not doing that. And everybody's forced now to do it. And I just hope it doesn't become a trend and a thing just to be in the moment now because of all the Black Lives Matter talk. But hopefully it continues and we don't go back to only seeing one type of look in the magazine. Because I remember moving to Denver, opening some of our biggest magazines here. And sometimes there were like zero black and brown faces. <laughs> and I, and yeah. I kept thinking, where are all the black people in Denver? <laughs> I know we have a low percentage here, but there was literally no faces apart from white 
in the magazines. And I thought, like, why don't we just have inclusive magazines? Mm-hmm. You don't have to scream about it. Oh, I'm going to add a black person, a brown person. Like, just do it. Like, just include everybody because it's the right thing to do and it's a normal thing to do. Right. Like, let's, let's reflect our society. Exactly. Show the reality. And I think that's what you really do um, with your brand. And I think it's absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you so much. It's, and it's just fun and it's like natural for me because I kind of seek people out from different backgrounds, different experiences. Have you lived somewhere else? Let's add that in. It just makes it more interesting for the reader and it's, it, it's good for the bottom line. That's the thing. Right. Because to me, I think that should be your goal with any sort of product. Like, let's get everyone to want it (laughs) with any brand. Let's include everybody and cater to everybody. Exactly. That's why I love what, um, what is his name? Edward is doing over at British Vogue. Mm -hmm. Yes. He likes how it's been transformed since he took over and brought in a more inclusive team. Now, I can see my face in British Vogue, whereas before, I, I hardly ever did. And he's just including all different stories, all different backgrounds. And it has become a more successful product because of it. Like there's rumors now that he'll be taking over American Vogue. (laughs) I don't know if that will ever happen. But being inclusive and having different stories works for business and works for brand building. Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so with that said, and that you spend so much time with your brand, working with the community around you and the individuals around you, how has the current pandemic impacted things? Um, I guess just in general, how has it impacted your brand and the way you're going about shooting and writing, editing, all of it? So we shoot a lot outside. And then if we shoot inside, we keep the teams really small and we all wear masks all the time and try to Mm -hmm. social distance. So that has been affected a little bit, but in terms of, like editing and, and publishing the brand that hasn't changed at all because what I was talking about before it is online. So we've just continued going in that method, keep on publishing the first of every month as we have done. But what I found is that the community has come even closer together. So everybody is trying to find a way to help each other and help small businesses, especially businesses owned by people of color. We've had a whole movement on supporting these businesses. So that's a good thing that has come out of this like really horrible pandemic. Yeah, I yeah, I completely agree. I think sort of seeing communities come together and help one another. And, you know, if somebody's struggling, I just and it was so many different areas too, not just in New York, but, you know, back home in my home state of Pennsylvania it's absolutely incredible to see everyone just helping one another out during this difficult time. Exactly. Exactly. And right now in Denver, we are really sort of afraid for our restaurants because we have such a vibrant restaurant community here. And, you know, everybody's trying to help keep them going. But the, the fact is that it's becoming impossible for a lot of them to keep operating. So we've seen some of our favorites closing down and it's just really sad for business but the community really has pulled together to try to keep them open, doing takeout, sitting outside. So hopefully even after this will passes, if it ever does, we continue that support of community and encouraging like smaller businesses and local restaurants to thrive. Exactly. That unity is so important. And I completely agree. I, I think there's a lot that I've personally learned um, with this pandemic 
and just opening my eyes to up to different, you know, as I mentioned before, different stories, seeing different individuals and the things they do every day with their businesses and how hard people work. Um, that's really inspired me. And it's so also so inspiring to see, you know, it resonate with so many other people and you see GoFundMe pages and just so much support. And I really do. I hope that it, it carries on past this whole thing. Hopefully we'll be over with it soon. I'm trying to be as optimistic as possible. Um, but yeah, I, I just hope it, you know, carries on and we can just continue to do that in our daily lives. I know. I think it definitely will because even here with like the, the fashion brands based here, a lot of people now are seeking them out. So I've even increased my coverage of local designers. How can we buy them online and giving them that support? But when you buy it once, you realize, oh my God, this quality is as good, if not better than some of the larger brands. So hopefully that sort of continues. And even out of the pandemic, we continue buying local because the quality is just as good or sometimes even better than the international brands. Amazing. Well, I'm curious to know, so are you working on any projects? I mean, we are getting, it's crazy. We're getting closer to the new year. Are you working on any new projects? Um, I know you have a new issue coming up for December. Yes. So then we're working now on the issue for December, doing a lot of shoots for that. Normally, um, our brand is monthly. First of the month, we have a new issue. This time we did a special feature with the Cherry Creek Shopping Center that it would be a weekly feature. So for eight weeks, and it started last week, we have a new feature about an employee in a store in the mall. And we talk about what charities they love. And then the Cherry Creek Shopping Center donates $1,000 to their favorite charity. So they really want to be more involved in the community. And it's a good way of us partnering with them to do that because that's what we normally do. We love featuring people behind the scenes and just building a community brand. That's amazing. That's amazing. I, again, I couldn't agree more. It's so awesome to see all the individuals hard at work out there, especially during this pandemic. Exactly. And I love that your magazine really does focus on on the community around you. Yeah, exactly. Because it is a fashion magazine and some people probably wonder, where are all the models? <laughs> <laughs> I love models. I used to be one. But I really want to tell the stories of people that are not normally, you know, in magazines, in the front of the pages, because they all have interesting stories and everybody is stylish and beautiful in their own way. So I love highlighting that because I want everybody to see themselves in the magazine. And it's just more interesting. And I think it has helped build the brand, doing it a different way and not only having models and fashion spreads. I think that it's been really, really important to, to build in the brand. Of course. And you are on social media, which I encourage everyone to check out. So I guess, how can people check out the brand on social and what, what sorts of things, what sorts of posts do you typically put up on there? So we're at Cherry Creek Fashion. Um, and a lot of the posts, it's like a mixture of what's in the magazine this month and behind the scenes, what's coming up next month. So we really keep our readership engaged and informed about what's happening behind the scenes of the magazine. So we have a shoot then, it's coming out in December. So we have a little video of who we're featuring, how are we shooting it, where are we shooting it? And we really bring in all the elements of the community. For example, promoting like the restaurant we're shooting and the people behind it as well. So that has been really, really good for the magazine. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, Esther, this has been so great. I, again, I can't tell you how much I love the brand you've created. I love that it's digital and so accessible, so inclusive. Um, I highly encourage all the listeners to check it out. But before we go, um, with this being handling it, I always like to ask, what's a piece of advice or a lesson you've learned along the way throughout your career that's really helped you handle your life? Oh, wow. (laughs) That's a big question. Um, What I try to remember is that, like, I have the power to do things because a lot of the time we are, like, kind of question ourselves, like, why am I the person doing this brand? Well, why not? Mm -hmm. So I always say, just remember that you're the right person to push your idea forward. So just try to do it in any way that you can. I know it sounds simplistic and I know that it's not always easy, but just like picking up the phone, reaching out to somebody, you know, typing up your article, just just put one step in front of the other and, and do it. Don't like leave your idea and it's this little notebook on the side table. Just go out there and try to do it yourself because you're the best person to get your idea out into the world. Yeah, that is absolutely great advice. Um, I try and say that as well. And I think especially looking at the digital brand you've created and, you know, everything you've done since the beginning. I think right now with so many people, I keep hearing so many people say that in terms of applying for jobs and getting jobs right at the moment with this pandemic, it's very difficult. But I think it's really interesting to, you know, look at how you created a brand digitally with social media, with the internet in general, everything. We have so much power as individuals to create our own careers and create brands for ourselves and pursue our passions um, that, like you said, why not do it? If you have an idea, pursue it. Exactly. And just remember that we're still in in the U.S. where it is a fantastic place to start a business. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to register your company, to get, you know, a bank account, your company name. And there is so much help out there. So like, just use Google. (laughs) Use Google. You're going to find so many resources and so many other people willing to help with your business. So however small you can start it, like just start it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Well, Esther, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. And I can't wait for everybody to check out your magazine and see all these new and amazing things you have coming up. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. All right, guys, I hope you all loved hearing from Esther and learning about her story with Cherry Creek Fashion Magazine. Esther's desire to set out and create a magazine that reflects diversity, fashion, and individuality is why I think it's a publication that needs to be highlighted. It's a community-based magazine, and one thing this whole pandemic has shown us is that we should all be relying on our communities right now. I've included information in the episode description on Esther's social media profile so you can follow along with her journey, and a link to the Cherry Creek Fashion website as well. So thank you to Esther so much for coming on and thank you listeners so much for tuning in. As always, let me know what you thought of our episode. You can reach us on Instagram at Handling It Podcast and feel free to send us a message and let us hear your thoughts and suggestions. We'll see you soon with a brand new episode, but until then, keep staying safe with everything going on in the world right now and keep handling it. I'll talk to you soon.